Well, it's another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast on this, I guess it's Monday morning again. Um, another 9 o'clock start, another late night. But you got yourself a, a Purdue victory and a spot in the Sweet 16 after uh, Sunday's 81-71 victory over Texas, which was uh, a really weird game to watch and cover. Um, when you factor everything that went on in the game and, you know, by the end, you somewhat forget that Purdue had a 20 to nothing run in the first half. But those are just kind of things that happen in a game. But obviously, Purdue winning is the main story. Uh, and they head to Philadelphia where they'll play the upstart St. Peter's Peacocks, uh, in the Sweet 16 on Friday. And we're all kind of, grateful that that game will start at 7 o'clock uh, and will be televised by uh, by CBS with a spot uh, in, the, in the Elite Eight at stake there. Uh, we'll touch on that in a little bit, but to kind of recap what happened um, here in Milwaukee, um, you know, obviously everyone is going to talk about, and they should, Jaden Ivey's killer crossover and three-pointer that basically wrapped up the game because Purdue had a 10-point lead with uh, 2.29 to go. Ethan Morton hit a pair of free throws. You know, I'm thinking, you're thinking that, you know, okay, it's over, and I can start writing a story that Purdue's going to win. But then a few moments later, there's a four-point play, a Marcus Carr three-pointer, and all of a sudden it's a three-point game. So <laughs> you're like, okay, is this gonna, you know, is this gonna be a gut punch to Purdue? You know, how's this, how's this gonna end for, for Purdue? Because if you go back to 1990, and I referenced this uh, in in my advanced story today, and I didn't, I didn't go into great, great, great detail about it, but in 1990, the first time Purdue played Texas uh, in the NCAA tournament, it was their first meeting overall. Um, down at the old Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. Gene Cady was the coach. Tom Pender was the coach of uh, Texas. Um, Texas stormed back in that game from a eight-point deficit like within, like with two minutes to go and, and beat Purdue. And old-time Purdue fans will remember uh, that Gene Cady got a big old fine or Purdue got a big old fine from the... Uh, NCAA, or they had money withheld from their tournament revenue of ten grand because Gene Cady went off on the officials, and uh, the the chair of the committee at that time was Jim Delaney, who was also the commissioner of the Big Ten. But anyway, Gene got fined for that. I mean, Purdue lost the game. Purdue was in a position to advance to the Sweet Sixteen uh, that year, but you know, let a let a let a lead slip away late and and got beat. And as Texas is coming back tonight, I'm thinking, okay, is history going to repeat itself in this situation? But uh, as you know, as you watched, uh, you know, Jaden Ivey stepped up and did what Jaden Ivey can do. Uh, Purdue has, and, and I've mentioned this before throughout the year, you know, Purdue has a legitimate closer on its team. They have two when you get that right down to it. They got two closers on their team with Jaden and Travion. You know, Travion has proven throughout his career he can close. 
you know, you go back to the Michigan State game last year, and there have been games this year, you know, maybe the Maryland game, and some other games where Purdue has, you know, Rutgers game, where Purdue has leaned on Travion down the stretch to, to put a game away. Uh, so Purdue has two legitimate closers, and that's why they they have a good chance of continuing their run uh, in, in the NCAA tournament because they have closers. And Jaden Ivey is is a closer. There's just no question about it. You know, you saw what he did against Ohio State earlier in the year. You saw what he did against Maryland when Purdue, uh, you know, needed a basket late, got a three-point play with like 13 seconds to go to break the tie. Um, the kid knows how to come up with big shots, and he's not afraid to take them. He, he, he relishes those moments. He enjoys those moments. Uh, he wants to. He wants to deliver, and he did. I mean, he, his. Uh, you know, when you go back and watch the replay, his, the edge of his. You know, he, he's at the edge of the March Madness logo. I mean, he's right at the edge of it, and you know, his crossover. Uh, he he had waved off Travion for a screen. Um, this is one of those I think predetermined thoughts that Jaden Ivey had and which sometimes Matt Painter doesn't like uh, but this was a predetermined thought that he was going to do this and you know when the ball left his hand and I just kind of followed it from where I was sitting and you think that that thing's going in and and it did and that was that was the dagger that was the the winner uh, that put gave Purdue a six point lead with a minute to go and you know basically wrapped up the game uh, but that's what closers do and closers win NCAA tournament games and you know that's why Purdue has a legitimate shot uh, to, to, to to continue to to win in this tournament because they have closers uh, they've got two of them and Travion, you could say, was a bit of a closer in the first half when he was allowed to go one-on-one. You know, Texas didn't double him uh, in that first half. They changed. Finally, they, you know, they started to double him. But, you know, they, they, they were going to play him one-on-one, which is not out of the ordinary uh, of what teams have done to Purdue this year, uh, especially Big Ten teams where they've, they, they've allowed the post to go one-on-one uh, because they don't want to give up a three. They don't want to give up a three. They'd rather force Purdue to go two-point them to death as opposed to three-pointing them to death. And, you know, Michigan State did that. They would try to run Purdue off the three-point line uh, in the game up at East Lansing that Michigan State won on the last second shot. And, you know, some, somewhat the plan was working a little bit for Purdue. But also the same... Um, same things that have haunted Purdue this year were starting to to kind of creep into the game. Missed free throws, turnovers, um, you know, inability to protect the lead, some defensive issues. Um, so some of those issues were starting to uh, starting to factor into the game. But you know, I, I do think the experiences that Purdue has been through this year, and I know that they've They've suffered some tough losses, last-second losses, ones that have you know frustrated the fans and frustrated people around the program. But 
you know, you factor all those experiences together, and I think that allows them to win a game like this tonight. They didn't panic. You know, they didn't they didn't fall apart. They they did. You know, they stayed poised. I mean, they they stayed poised under the pressure. I think they had one turnover against the press. I think that was on an inbounds play by Gillis. Um, but you know, they didn't they didn't get rattled. And that's you know, you've got seniors, you've got experience, you've got talented uh, guys that have been in that position, and that's you know, and that's why they were able to hang on. Plus, a big old shot by Jaden Ivey that might become the shot of the tournament uh, definitely for Purdue but it might you know when we look back on what ha- what's going to happen you know after this weekend in Philadelphia will that be the defining moment for Purdue that catapulted them into the regional and potentially going another step into the final four uh, so um you know, we'll see if that if that is indeed true. Uh, but the other element I wanted to touch on was, you know, this was a big win for Matt Painter, and Chris Baird was two and zero against him at Arkansas Little Rock and at Texas Tech. Now there were some circumstances in those games that maybe allowed Beard to have the upper hand. Well, you got you know the first game against Arkansas Little Rock and. 2016 went to went to double overtime. You know those are always a crapshoot. Um, but the fact that Purdue lost to Arkansas and Little Rock um, in the first round was was a bit demoralizing for you know Painter and and the program. And then when Beard was at Texas Tech, he beat Purdue in Boston in the uh, Sweet 16. You know, but Purdue played that game without Isaac Haas. So there are some circumstances there, but you know Chris Beard is known as a defensive dude that can frustrate the hell out of teams, and he did it for a little bit tonight, or Texas did it for a little bit tonight. But you know Purdue continued to have the upper hand in part because of their ability to get to the free throw line a lot. Uh, but also because they have a guy like Jaden Ivey and they have Travion Williams. You know, Matt Painter has pieces, has more pieces on this team than he's had, you know, when he's faced Beard in the past. But, you know, you lose to a certain coach, you know, over time where you just struggle to beat that guy, you know, the, the fan base gets kind of bent out of shape. They get, um, you know, they... It's like, well, why can't Painter beat this guy? Well, I mean, tonight he did. And you got to give him credit for getting the job done. You know, if you're going to criticize him and you're going to yell that he gets out coached in big games, then you got to be prepared to pat him on the back and give him credit for getting his team over this beard hump, so to speak. Uh, so... You know you can't. You know you you got to be able to. You know if you're going to be on the on the side of, you know he got out coached and but you got to come back and be on the side and say you know what his team was prepared his team fought through its mistakes early with the turnovers. You know its team fought through 
those missed free throws, even though you go to the line 46 times, you know, you're not expected to hit all of them. But Purdue kind of hit its average when it, when you get right down to it uh, uh, at the free throw line. But anyway, I mean, you got to be able to acknowledge uh, and give, you know, guys credit when, when, when they've earned it. And I think in this case, Painter did. Um, and, you know, he, he should get he should get some credit for that. Um, so those are kind of the you know the highlights from the game. Now as you look ahead to the the Sweet 16 uh, with St. Peter's, I mean Purdue's already a 12 and a half point favorite, which they should be. Um, you know I don't I, I'm sure there's a way that Purdue can lose this game um, by turning the ball over, missing free throws, and not playing good defense. Um, but you know, it's it's hard for me today at this time, early in the morning, to see Purdue losing that game on Friday, and that's not a being an over, you know, overconfident thing. It's just I don't see how. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know St. Peter's beat Kentucky. I know they beat Murray State, uh, but you know, Purdue's got different elements than those teams have, and as as I sit here today, I, I find it hard to. Hard to believe that Purdue would lose that game on Friday, um, but you know it's the tournament. Things things get screwy. Things can happen. Um, you know, I think the one thing in Purdue's favor in this game is now, you know, St. Peter's went and you know played in Indianapolis. There were not a lot of fans for them there, and then they played you know Murray State in Indianapolis. So when they got back to campus on Saturday night or Sunday. Um, you know, they're going to get a lot of pats on the back, you know, how great they are and all that kind of stuff. Now, whatever, you know, their fan base can go to Philadelphia because it's nearby. Uh, I think they're going to spend the week on, in the clouds a little bit. Uh, new experience for them. How do they handle that? How do they handle the success of what, you know, of what they're doing? Uh, you know, I think, you know, that's going to be key. I mean, this is something very, very new, for, new for them. You know, in Purdue's part, they've got the senior class that has that has been through this, not as the main players that they are today, but they were role players a few years ago when Purdue made the Sweet 16. So they have an idea of what this is about and what's needed, um, and I do think that gives Purdue an advantage along with, I think, their talent. I just, it's clear St. Peter's has not seen anybody seven foot four. I doubt they have anybody seven foot four on their campus. Uh, if they had anybody seven foot four in their campus, then uh, that person should be playing on the basketball team. I doubt they've seen a player like Jaden Ivey. Um, so you know, I just you know, I think Purdue's in a good spot here to get through Friday, and then then you're going to play North Carolina or UCLA uh, in the in the Elite Eight. Now, and just because Purdue has beaten North Carolina doesn't mean they're going to beat them again in UCLA. Um, you know, it's a team that um, is kind of that sleeper pick out there uh, to win the national championship by some. Um, you know, they've had some, some issues this year, but they fought through them, and these are a lot of the same guys that made a deep run last year. So they have that experience uh, with them. Uh, but anyway, you know, long way to go to get to Friday. Um, but I, I do, you know, obviously Purdue's in a really good position to, to, to win Friday and then get, uh, get to the Elite Eight and then you take, you know, you take your chances then. You know, you, you know, you've come, come that far. Uh, you've had the season that you've had. 
I do think this group is motivated to get a championship or at least get to the Final Four uh, after falling short in the Big Ten regular season title and the league tournament. You know, they don't hand out trophies for getting to the Sweet 16. You do get a piece of net if you get to if you win the Elite Eight game and get to the Final Four. So uh, there, there's something to play for. Um, you know, I think this group is 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 driven, and they're getting contributions again from people outside of the usual suspects. Ethan Morton was big tonight with his defense on Carr in the second half and his ability to to step up and you know hit a timely three pointer, which he does. He's not a volume shooter, but the shots he takes are usually high percentage, and they're they're designed for him to shoot him when he gets the ball. And he hit two three-pointers tonight, hit some free throws. Uh, he was big. Caleb First had a big three-pointer uh, in the second half. Purdue had been struggling from three-point range, but First hit, hit a three-pointer that kind of started Purdue hitting some, some three-pointers uh, down the stretch. Eric Hunter's only three-pointer, only field goal was a three-pointer tonight. So you're getting those contributions from different players and as, as we've seen all year when 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 everybody lends a hand in this thing Purdue's really hard to beat and I think that's what you've seen in these first two games of the tournament is you know everybody's kind of lending the hand you know the Yale game you can look at through some different lenses to uh, you know Purdue overmatched them they overwhelmed them but when you, you, know, you look at the Texas game you know, Purdue got contributions from a lot of different people, and that's 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 why they won the game because you had you had different guys stepping up. Still, you leaned on your stars with Travion in the first half, and then Jaden Ivey uh, in the second half. I mean, Ivey didn't even have a field goal attempt in the first half. I mean, that's unheard of. I mean, that is really unheard of, um, and I I don't think he's done that during his career, at least not t- attempted. One field goal. I mean, that's that's something he normally does on a base. I mean, he came out of the second half and had that dunk, which I think got him going, and then started making plays. But you know, it's hard to keep him down. Uh, Texas tried with their you know their defense and trying to keep him out of the paint, but that didn't that didn't work very well. Well, but anyway, Purdue a winner over Texas. They'll get uh, St. Peter's on Friday in Philadelphia, uh, and. We'll be heading that way to uh, to cover, and then uh, we'll be back with uh, with a podcast after um, after the game against the Peacocks, and see what weekend see what the weekend uh, will be in in Philadelphia for the Boilermakers. Appreciate you stopping by, and uh, have a good day.